The Athletic. Hi folks, welcome to another Friday episode of the Athletic FPL podcast. I'm Mark McGettigan. You can find me on Twitter at FPL General. Happy Friday to you all. It's a Saturday FPL deadline this week, 11 a.m. UK time. Since Tuesday's episodes, Harry Kane has revealed he's staying at Spurs, or in other words, he's got no choice but to stay. And there's lots of speculation about Mr. Cristiano Ronaldo. First of all, it was all links to Manchester City, but as today has progressed, there's talk that it could be Manchester United as his possible destination. So there seems to be a battle on in Manchester for the sign of Cristiano Ronaldo. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one plays out over the next couple of days. In today's episode, I'll cover the main news from the press conferences, answer Twitter questions and discuss captaincy for the weekend, which is wide open this week. Visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to get 33% off an annual athletic subscription. In doing so, you'll get ad-free versions of this podcast. The main news from the manager press conferences this week, starting with Arsenal. Ben White's health and fitness will be continually monitored ahead of Saturday. So Ben White hasn't been ruled out of the Manchester City fixture. Probably looks unlikely that he's going to be back. But I think if you've still got Ben White at this stage, and if you've got three defenders you can play this week and leave White on the bench, I think I'll just keep him because Arsenal have a good run of fixtures from game week four onwards. Tierney and Saka, both were slight doubts going into this weekend, but both are available for selection. At Aston Villa, Ollie Watkins will train today and will be available for selection if he comes through it unscathed. So Watkins could be back in the mix this weekend. Leon Bailey and Bertrand Triori have both been ruled out of game week three. On to Brighton, Graham Potter said he's hopeful that Neil Mopai will be involved against Everton, having trained yesterday. Danny Welbeck could be back on the bench also. At Leeds, big return for them, Urente at centre-back. He looks like he'll get a recall to the starting eleven. Looks like he's fit now, so that's big news for their defensive assets. Leicester City, Vestergaard is ruled out again, so we could see Amarty get another run out at centre-back. Ryan Bertrand is available now as well, having had some COVID issues, so he is an option at left back for Brendan Rodgers. On to Liverpool, there was a few quotes, there's no injury issues, there was just a few quotes on Shimakas and Robertson on the left back position. So Klopp said, there is no battle, players don't battle each other, it's about who's in good shape. We have two really good left backs and it was always the idea to have that. Both will get games this season, it's up to them to give me a decision to make. So it looks like Shimakas will get more games this season. How many, we don't know. I still would imagine that Robertson will come back in against Chelsea this week because, I mean, it's a big game. Robertson's the more experienced player. So Shimakas has a great start to the season. So maybe we will get more games out of him at some point later in the season. But at the moment, it looks like he's probably dead as an FPL option. If you've if you still got him, you could maybe chance it, you know, stick him in your starting eleven this week and hope that he starts. But again, it's a, it's a tough fixture anyway. And I fancy Mr. Lukaku to, to wipe out that Liverpool clean sheet anyway. So yeah, Shimakis and Robertson will probably share game time this season, which is probably bad news for Robertson as an FPL asset. At Manchester City, Benjamin Mendy has been suspended by the club after being charged by the police. He was in court today. I think he's been remanded in custody, so we're not going to see him again, probably, in FPL. 
Kevin De Bruyne was left out of the Belgian squad due to an ankle injury and Pep just confirmed today as well that he's getting better but he's still not fit so we won't see Kevin De Bruyne in game week three and finally at Newcastle Steve Bruce expects Sant Maximin to be okay despite picking up a knock so that is the main news from Thursday and Friday's press conferences on to the Twitter questions now first one is from Sean is Lukaku really that essential so obviously lots of talk about Lukaku this week, lots of people bringing him in. Chelsea do have some tricky enough fixtures over the next four. But I think if Lukaku goes out and does well, performs well against Liverpool, gets himself on the score sheet, I think it's going to force a lot of people to press the wild card for game week uh, four because Chelsea play Aston Villa in that one, which makes Lukaku look like a pretty strong captaincy candidate for that game week. I know Bruno's got Newcastle that week as well, but I think I would rather be on Lukaku. Uh, as a captain in that game week so is he essential I don't think he is I always say no player is ever essential is he looking pretty hot as an FPL prospect absolutely yes so I'm probably going to go without him for a couple of weeks just because it's very hard to get there I used my two free transfers already this week so I'm already going to I'm only going to have one free transfer for game week four so it's going to be extremely difficult to get Lukaku without taking a hit or two Uh, the main reason I'm happy enough to go without Lukaku for the time being is because I think the likes of Antonio and Calvert-Lewin can do a job in the meantime until I can get Lukaku in easily when Chelsea's fixtures turn around game week 7 so I mean I'm not really out a wild card during the first international break uh, I'm just going to see how game week 3 goes and see if a wild card feels right during the break but most likely I'll probably hold off on Lukaku and just wait until around that game week seven period when Chelsea's fixtures improve. So he's not essential, but if you can get to him easily, I probably would do so. Question from Mark Lynch. With all the exciting premiums around, do you prefer a load up on premium assets and a number of cheap players to enable it strategy or prefer to spread the cash throughout the team for a more balanced, solid squad? So yeah, this is going to be the big question. We're probably going to be asking ourselves, for the rest of the season now how do we approach it do we squeeze in as many of these 10 million plus players as we can or do we go for the more you know balanced approach of a you know a strong 11 with you know cash spread across fairly evenly across most positions so at the moment my cash is spread you know i've just got the two premiums bruno and salah but obviously lukaku Harry Kane and Kevin De Bruyne when he comes back as well, they're all going to force me into questioning everything about my current strategy. So at the moment, I don't think we can really, after just two game weeks, we can't really say for sure what's the best way to approach it. But I think what it is, it's really good for the game because there were so many teams in game week one who looked exactly the same. I mean, so many teams still look the same. So people like Lukaku coming into it, Harry Kane staying at Tottenham, and having good fixtures coming up in game week three and four. Uh, and if Ronaldo joins as well, you know, I think that'll be good for the game because it will diversify it and we'll all have, you know, a little bit more different teams because FPL can get pretty stale and pretty boring if most people have nine or ten of the same players. So yeah, at the moment I would probably say I'm in favour of the more balanced approach, which I currently have. But I mean if Kane does well against Watford if Lukaku does well against Liverpool, you know, that may have to go out the window and we might have to fit in these big guys, you know, three or four of them and have your your Liveramentos and these guys at the back and just have kind of a, an unbalanced squad. But at the same time, if you've got three or four big hitters, 
should get you plenty of points and you've got very good captaincy options there as well each week so yeah certainly going to be a very interesting couple of weeks ahead now you know seeing the different paths that managers take question from Derek is it worth getting Harry Kane in for a hit this week to captain him would replace Salah with him and then get Salah back for game week five so I've seen a few people talking about this over the last day or two you know Salah's got Chelsea Kane's got Watford you know very good captaincy option now so should we get rid of Salah for one week and get him back for game week five but I never like doing that because what will happen is you'll get rid of Salah you'll get Kane in even if it goes well something else will go wrong in your team and you it'll be much harder to get Salah back in because you'll probably have other fires to fight for for game week five so it's not for me I think if you've got Salah at the moment you keep him Yes, it's a tough fixture this week, but that doesn't mean he can't return in that fixture. Salah could easily get points in that one, but it's after that. That's why you keep him. Salah has Leeds, Crystal Palace and Brentford after the Chelsea fixture. So I don't think it's worth taking him out when he's got those really good fixtures to come afterwards. To me, that's two free transfers or maybe more if you're taking hits that could be better used elsewhere in your squad. You've, You've probably got weak areas of your squad that you'd be better off using your transfers on rather than those luxurious salad to Kane back to salad transfer. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Question from Harrison Davis. Will you consider Ronaldo if he joins City? You know, I, I think we're going to have to. Uh, there is talk that it, it could be Manchester United as well. So, you know, where, which club would be, would he be a better FPL asset at? Probably Manchester City, given that they don't have an out-and-out striker at the moment. There's been some debate on Twitter as well. Would Ronaldo be a midfielder or a forward? I would be very surprised if he wasn't a forward. Uh, you know, you're probably looking at about 12.5 or 13 million. You know, in competition with the likes of Kane and Lukaku. So yeah, I think it'd be a forward, and I think he'd have to come under consideration. So yeah, obviously a very good captaincy candidate when he's on the pitch. His age doesn't bother me. The guy is superhuman. Uh, even if he was 45 years old and he was joining the Premier League again, I think I'd still be considering him. So yeah, hopefully he does join. Be good to have him back in the Premier League and good to be good to have him as an option in FPL again. Question from FPL King, have I missed the Benrama Express? My answer is no, because West Ham are playing really well. Benrama's obviously playing with a lot of confidence at the moment. And they've, the most important thing here is they've still got very good fixtures. West Ham next to, it's Crystal Palace at home and then Southampton away. Two very favourable fixtures. So don't feel like you can't get on the Benrama Express. It, it's not. It's left the station. But it's, you know, it's between game weeks we're at a new stop and you can get on at any point. So, yeah, don't feel like you've missed the, the train. You can still get on and hopefully we'll be going to a few more nice destinations over the next two game weeks. So, yeah, I've got on him this week. And if you can get to him easily with a free transfer, I think it's a good idea. Question from FPL Unhinged. Thoughts on the international slash red list situation and the players who could be affected as it stands. So, yeah, it's still up in the air. Um, I think Klopp was saying today basically they won't be letting their players go because of the 10 day isolation because they just have to sit in a hotel room for 10 days and there'll be no training and they'll lose muscle and stuff like that 
But then FIFA are saying there could be sanctions. You know, uh, players will be banned from playing during an international break if they don't go. And then I think it's a five-day ban on top of that as well, which would probably mean missing game week four. So it's all a bit of a mess. It's all up in the air. There's nothing we can really do about it at the moment. So it's not really coming into my decision-making at the moment. What I would say is if you're in a good position this week, if you've got a strong squad and you can bank your transfer, it's probably a good idea because game week four could be could be carnage. I think we're probably going to see some players go away anyway, maybe against the wishes of their clubs. I think Cavani's talking about going away despite the Premier League not wanting them to. So yeah, it's all a mess. If you've got bank a transfer if you can, but also if you've got two free transfers, don't feel like you need to use both of them this week. Maybe you could just use one and then you'll still have your two free transfers after the break. So yeah, it's all a bit, a bit of a mess. It's all still unknown. So I don't think you should let it impact your decision-making too much this week. Final question is from Benji. For those of us with two free transfers, is it okay to simply not make a transfer if we're happy with our squad? Yeah, good question. This happens, this will probably happen to you once or twice during the season. You're in a scenario, you've got two free transfers, but you're completely happy with your 15 players. So not just your starting 11, you're very happy with your, your four substitutes as well. And if that is the case, don't make a transfer just for the sake of it. Sometimes you will be in a scenario where it's not possible to make an improvement in your squad. So just because you have two frees, don't feel like you need to use it. In most cases, most scenarios, there is something you will be able to find that you can improve, even if it's changing you know, a, a 4 million defender to, to a different 4 million defender who's more likely to play or something like that, or maybe your second goalkeeper. But if you are totally happy with your 15 players, just leave it. Don't make a transfer for the sake of it and just see it as a positive. Look at it in a way that you've you've managed your squad very efficiently and it's a luxury that you have. And always remember as well, if you do have two free transfers and you don't use them, you'll still have two free transfers the following game week. Next up is captaincy for game week three. I think it's probably one of the most wide open captaincy game weeks we'll see all season. There's lots and lots of options, probably about 10 options you could make a case for for the armband this game week. I think the top three options are Antonio at home to Crystal Palace, Bruno away to Wolves, and the Tottenham guys at home to Watford. So whether you've got Son or if you're going to fit Harry Kane in, I think those guys are right up there in the top three. I put a, a poll on Twitter a couple of days ago. I just said, who is the best option out of Antonio and Bruno Fernandes? Just two options. Uh, there was about 14,000 votes on that poll and Antonio ran away with it. He got about 56%. Bruno got 21%. And the third option, which was see the results, was 23%. So that gives you an idea of what the Twitter bubble are thinking in terms of captaincy this week. It's probably going to be mostly Antonio. But just remember, in the overall grand scheme of things, in the 7 million or whatever it is playing the game... You're probably still going to see Bruno probably as the most captained. Salah will still be very highly captained. So yeah, Antonio will be very much a Twitter captain pick this week. The other options, you could go Salah or Lukaku in the big game of the weekend. I think both are viable, but I tend to avoid those big fixtures for captaincy because they're quite unpredictable. Manchester City are at home to a pretty poor Arsenal side. So if you've got a Manchester City attacker, that's probably tempting. Again, rotation probably scares me off that one. Danny Ings plays Brentford at home. Villa haven't been great, but Ings has still found a way to get the goal, so he could get another one or two this weekend. 
Calvert-Lewin praised Brighton. I think he's a viable candidate as well. I even like Callum Wilson at home to Southampton. Then you've got Leicester playing away to Norwich. Probably the best fixture of the season for anyone when they play Norwich. Jamie Vardy is probably the safest Leicester captain if you have him. And then Rafinha and Bamford play Burnley as well. So there's loads and loads of options. But like I said, I probably wouldn't look past those top three. Son or Kane, if you've got them, against Watford. Antonio against Crystal Palace. Or Bruno away to Wilson. I didn't even mention you know, Ben Rama's an option. Uh, Mason Greenwood's an option. So it's completely wide open for captaincy this week. And when it's completely wide open, I think you're allowed to be a bit more brave. Maybe it's a week to try something different with your captaincy because it shouldn't hurt you too much because the captaincy should be pretty spread across your mini leagues. So my conclusion, having given it some thought today, I always try and keep my captaincy thought process very simple on a Friday. I don't overthink it too much. I don't look at stats too much. I just try and go on gut instinct mainly on fixture as well. So I'm going to go Antonio, uh, and Bruno Fernandes will be my vice-captain. Antonio, a couple of reasons. Obviously, good form to start the season. Playing with probably as much confidence as possible. You know, player confidence is always a big factor for me in this as well. It's a favourable fixture against Crystal Palace. It's a home fixture. And probably most importantly, West Ham are playing really well. They've started the season very well. So there's five you know, pros for Antonio. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to overthink it and the West Ham man will get my armband this weekend. Having made my two transfers on Tuesday, which were Ben Rama and Calvert-Lewin in for Grealish and who was the other one? Tony. My starting 11 for the weekend looks like Sanchez, Trent, Shaw and Ailing. Midfield four, Salah, Bruno, Rafinha, Ben Rama. And up front, Antonio, Ings and Calvert-Lewin. Very nice team on paper which probably means they're going to score about 25 points in total. Best of luck to you all for Gaming 3, folks. Enjoy the games and enjoy the international break. The next Athletic FPL podcast will be released on Tuesday, September 7th. That's the week leading up to the Game Week 4 deadline. If you'd like to hear podcasts from me during the break, check out patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Have a great weekend, everyone. The Athletic.